podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to your AI Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle. And I'm a bit, bit happier now. I'm getting, I'm getting, getting all right at this. Getting all right at this, but we'll get into that in a sec. Um, I'll introduce my two guests. Uh, Sai, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. I've, I've had a pretty good month, so um, I feel like I'm starting to move in the right direction now. Uh, doing well in the mini leagues and uh, yeah, things are going pretty well, fantasy-wise. Good, good. And... Um, Someone who was a lot smugger last time I talked to him on this podcast was Jay. How are you, how are you doing now, Mr. Jay? I'm here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, I, in all honesty, I've missed this pod because I've been doing pretty average because I've been taking my own advice and not taking your non-advice, if that makes mm. sense. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So the plays you usually recommend are the ones I usually avoid and I've been having to listen to my own little voices in my head and I've slipped in a few leagues. So we're back now and I'm sure next week I'll have a great score because you'll recommend all sorts of players and I won't listen to them and I'll do okay. If that actually happens, I'm not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Uh, you, you can't disclaim it either by recommending Liverpool players or West Ham because they're not playing. So don't, don't try and back out of it using that one. I mean, last week I was thinking, oh, Antonio looks important. Oh, they're not playing. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'll start with my score because I did well and I'm going to get it out of the way. I got 90. Not even took. I didn't even take a minus, which is it's fancy for me. Um, Pope and goal with his literally one good game in a while uh, so he got 6, Trent 6 Aurier I forgot to take out he got 2, Soyuncu got me 3 for some reason uh, Martial 2, Ali 2 doesn't sound impressive so far um, then De Bruyne 19 Salah 32, Zaha 8, Jimenez 5, Vardy 5 the only mm, asterisk next to my team is I had lunch from on my bench with 11 because I forgot to take Aurier out as I said earlier um, so yeah, happy days for me, 90, uh, that's either my best score of the season or second best score, because I think I did well in one of the early early rounds. Um, Sayo, si, did you do? Yeah, I did pretty well as well, 69 points for, the, nice. I think, the third time this season, <laughs> the dream score. Uh, I also had Pope um, at the back, Trent, Lundstrom and Kelly, who for the first time I actually was actually on the pitch for me and of course he didn't keep it he didn't keep a clean sheet um i had madison and son who both didn't do anything uh uh de bruyne with a big score manny with the armband and up front i had ings abraham and vardy and um, ings i brought in for jimenez which kind of backfired a little bit but apparently jimenez missed a very, very easy chance, so it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it's a weird one. Jimenez keeps ticking. It keeps ticking. Yeah. Wolves aren't uh, 
I mean, Adama aside, obviously. <laughs> They're not the best going forward. Um, Jay, how did you do? Um, I totaled 62, which was just above average. That's not bad. I, it's not good for me, though. And I have high standards, my friend. Um, and I, see. I had the, Lund- the Lundstrom issue as well of sitting on my bench because I also don't watch Sidon. And brought in Martin Kelly after three clean sheets in a row, and then he couldn't wipe his own backside. So we got two points this week. Um, my goalie was Henderson. He obviously got a clean sheet. That was six. Trent got six. Kelly two. Soyuncu three. Uh, midfield Madison two. Pulisic three. Milivojevic. Uh, that's how you pronounce his name from Palace. Um, he got two. He's been me gamble, which has failed miserably. Um, De Bruyne got me 19. Mane was my captain with 12. Would have been more had VAR not screwed us. Uh, Rashford, who I've brought in for Jimenez, who has failed and scored a blank when I brought him in. He got two. Vardy, five. Uh, as I say, Lundstrom on my bench was the big point scorer with 11. So, all in all, not, not too bad. But when you add it up over the previous weeks that we've not actually been on, I've been hitting in and around the average points mark, which, if you want to win leagues, is not good enough. So, I need some uh, some changes ahead. Don't worry, I'm here to help you. Uh, here's your, your FPL advice line. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, there's only one place to start with this game week, isn't there really? I mean, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier on, Jay. Um, but that Liverpool players and, and West Ham players are, are blanking um, due to the Club World Cup. Um, I'll, I'll stick with you, Jay. Um, what, what's your plan to deal with? I mean, how, how many players from the two teams do you have and what, what's your idea around them? I've got three technically, but two players because I've got Adrian who were brought in when I, I played, when Alisson got suspended, I played the bench boost which failed miserably as well, much must have that week. Yes. And because uh, of the Adrian was in the eighth Everton, fancy the Rouse was pretty much about, we give them two goals, though, so that backfired. And I've just not changed them since. I'm just sort of left them on the bench until the wild card comes back and then I'll switch it round again. Um, so that obviously leaves me with Trent and Manny. Um, I've benched both of them. And the other bench player this week is Tamori, which... Has got a yellow triangle, so mm. I'm me changing. So I can actually field 11 players, um, shaping up with Henderson in goal, uh, Lundstrom, Kelly, Soyuncu at the back, Madison, De Bruyne, Porsitz, Milovic, midfield, Rashford, Vardy, and Musay up top. Um, I may just go with that and just accept the fact that this week may just be a, another average week. Um, Along with a lot of people are maybe debating playing a free hit, but I'm sort of keeping that back for mid to end of the season when you probably get a game week where you you don't get every team mm. playing, or you you usually round like FA Cup quarters uh, stage or FA every Cup semi final stage where you maybe missing four or six teams. Um, so I'm sort of keeping hold of that one till then. Um, but yeah. It, it's probably a case for everyone because we are the best team in the league. So if you've not got Liverpool players, then you're either very bitter towards us or you're a very brave FPL player because if you've not got our players, then you can't imagine you're near the top of many leagues. 
do you reckon there's like an Everton version of Mark where you won't pick Liverpool players? Oh yeah, oh hundred hundred percent. I say a version of Mark. It's probably all. Of, it's every Everton fan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, they, they they won't they won't have our players. It's simple. Um, well, for for the for what it's worth, I've just clicked on the overall FPL leader. who's a guy called Nick Tanner, and he's got one thousand and one hundred and sixty-five points. And he's not got a Liverpool player in this team, so I guess he's just proved my theory wrong. Isn't that the guy uh, who used to play for us? Nick Tanner. Isn't it? No. Never the Tanner, I don't think. He's not... He's He had Salah two weeks ago when he's binned them off, but he's not got a Liverpool player. He's got Vardy, Kane, Rashford up top. He did play Madison, for Son, De Bruyne, Martial in midfield. Nick Tanner is a former football player who professionally played for Bristol Rovers and Liverpool. <clears throat> was this before our would, time? I wonder if it's him. It is him. It was, it was a story a few uh, months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Crazy. I'd yeah, say he probably had them in and he probably maybe thought he'd start mm, kind of bringing for them this. out, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, because that chess That's guy took, took over this weekend, didn't he? Must have, Carson, must have, yeah. Yeah, must have lost it in the Palace game. Well, anyway, got distracted. We, we digress. <laughs> yes, yes, I thought I thought it was him. Um, uh, well, Jay, I'll, st- I'll, I'll stick with you, because uh, you kind of set, think you're set with your team. I mean, uh, obviously Mane is probably a bit more difficult in terms of, of, of taking him out and then bringing him back in, because his price has changed so much. Um. But is that a thought process for you? Into like you could get rid of him for the week, but I know with Mane he's gone up so much that once you got him, you'll lose money on him and make it more difficult to get back. I mean, would you would you uh, consider doing that, or is it just too much? I think it's just a lot of messing for this time of the year. Um, like when injuries are, are rife. So if you were to use you you one free transfer and maybe go Mane to a high-profile midfielder, usually in the realms of like De Bruyne or Son, you may, may switch to. Um, you've then got to get them back, money back the week after, because he's more than 100% going to start against mm-hmm. Leicester. Um, and I just, I just don't think it's worth the gamble, because for example, if, if you've, you've got rid of Mane and brought in, we'll call it Son, and you've already got what is in my midfield of Madison, Pulisic, and De Bruyne, then it's quite conceivable one of those could get injured, and you've then got to replace two high-profile players if you want Mane back in, and if you've got Madison or Pulisic there around the 7 to 8 million region, you're then going to struggle to get Mane back without then selling Son again. So I think if if you're going to cash in, then... You need to be a hundred percent certain that you you know you're gonna mm-hmm. then have to cash in again the week after. And it, for me, why not just save a transfer if you can, and then keep two for for Boxing Day when mm. injuries may be a bit more obvious, or you can even switch it round with two transfers because we've got two games within four days for most clubs. So you could sort of maybe balance it out and boost boost your bench in terms of starters and 
know that you've got guaranteed points across your your whole team. Um, but I I won't I won't be changing them. I think I might make one transfer this week, and it might just be getting rid of Tamori because I think now that Rudiger's back. Um, he's obviously first choice for Chelsea, mm-hmm. and then you might just see Zuma and Rudiger as the the preferred two. And again, just get someone who who does play every week. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. I think with Chelsea, I don't think any of the defence is really that good, but it, it seemingly will be Rudiger plus one, but maybe, maybe Rudiger's not fit enough to start every game, but I think that's ultimately the plan. Um, we I ain't got good fixtures either. Yeah. They, they've got Spurs and Arsenal in the next three, and they could be any all, scores. They're already on a downward turn against the bad teams as well, aren't they, anyway? Yeah. So maybe maybe we can talk about that as well. I forgot to put that in the agenda, but we'll add that in. Um, Sai, what what what's your plan? I mean, it is tough. Um, I mean, firstly, what Liverpool or West Ham players have you got, and what are you going to do with them? Uh, <clears throat> I have Mane, Trent, and I have Martin, who's the West Ham goalkeeper. Um, mm. I just brought him in as a kind of a backup a few weeks ago. I had two free transfers and I didn't know what to do so I just took out my non-playing 4 million keeper for him just to kind of have a, a second person to play so it's not really that's not really an issue to bench him obviously and I'm just going to bench Mane and Trent because I bought Mane I think at about 11.6 so if I get rid of him it's going to be a huge <laughs> yeah you're screwed <laughs> yes so and I don't really think there's anyone worthwhile bringing in for him I mean I've already got uh, De Bruyne and Son and Ali would be the only one possibly but I, I I can't see him doing that well this week that it's worth completely like wrecking my team value so um, I'm just going to bench them too and I actually have I'll be able to play a full team of 11 and have one player on the bench as well Um in so on to you so I mean I think I should be fine for this week Um, I do have two free transfers though and currently mm. I think I'm just going to burn it because I actually don't know what to do mm-hmm. so I might just not make any moves because I was kind of in the same boat last week and I ended up doing Jimenez to Ings I think just be just more that I felt like I needed to make a move but it was probably a bad idea so I think I might just burn the transfer and not do anything. Now that is interesting. Not many people yeah. do that, but we'll have a look at your team towards the end and then we can discuss neutral, yeah, neutral things um, to do rather than a Liverpool players. But yeah, I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm in a, a similar boat to you both, apart from I have Salah, um, which I mentioned is easier to change off than, uh, than Mane. Um I mean, if I, if if you if you were going to switch him, I mean, is Trent the easier one to switch because we have Leicester in our next Premier League fixture? He's not; it's not exactly a, an easy clean sheet, and he obviously always has attacking returns, but it's maybe not a necessity to get Trent back straight away, where you'd obviously want Mane or more back pretty much instantly. Um, if you say if you were to get rid of Trent or even Robbo or even Van Dyke, if you had him, is, is there any? Defender, you look for maybe for a week or or two weeks if you wanted to use if uh, use your um transfer elsewhere. Is there any defender or fixture you like the look of that by extension would mean 
a good player for the week? Uh, Simon? Um, not really. I'm just having a look at the two fixtures across the board. Um, I mean, maybe Aston Villa, but they're not really great defensively. But yeah. they have probably the, the two best fixtures. I mean, home to Norwich next week and home to to Southampton. On paper, that sounds pretty nice, but they're kind of they both need to win those matches, so I can't see them being the best defensively. And um, Everton home to Arsenal and home to Burnley. I mean, that's a. <laughs> a huge risk but I mean again Arsenal aren't great at the moment and Burnley I mean aren't the best on the road so that's a possible clean sheet there maybe mm. one of two Newcastle uh, have one nice fixture one really bad fixture so there's not really anyone with the, with two kind of bankers who mm. are who I trust at the back so I mean Maybe it's one of those things that I don't know who you'd bring in unless you were to downgrade Trent to someone like Rico or Lundstrom or something like that and then use the money to fix, um, to maybe bring in a better attacker or a fifth midfielder. That might be more of an option, but I can't see anyone really worthwhile bringing in who's going to do particularly well in mm. the defensive spot. Um, maybe Bournemouth as well. Home to Burnley, home to Arsenal. They've been really weird for keeping clean sheets. In fact, I just noticed that Ramsdale is the number one scoring goalie along with Michael at the moment, which is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> They've been keeping the weirdest clean sheets. So but the fact that they have two kind of nice fixtures means that they probably won't keep any clean sheets because that's just what they do. So, yeah, I don't really see anyone who stands out um, Man City home to Leicester away to Wolves I don't know if they're back or, or if, they, if that was more just the Arsenal factor and they're really iffy at the back as well so it's kind of a hard area to fill I mean it really it like is, it is really, just, yeah. yeah like if the fixtures are awful <laughs> yeah there's no one with good fixtures for oh. or who's playing well at the back apart from I mean, the best defensive team in the league is probably Leicester, and they have their worst run of fixtures, so it wouldn't be really. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think that, that's why I think yeah, I don't I see the point in getting rid of Trent unless you need the money to, to do something better in your midfield or your front mm. line. I'd, I'd want the only problem with that is I'd want Trent back pretty much. Well, if not straight away, straight after the yeah. straight after the Leicester game, which would be a, a bit of a hassle. But no, I think looking at the fixtures defensively, I mean, it's almost a pointless transfer. I think maybe if we go back, if, if I go back to Salah in my team, I mean, this would be just a one-week move because I want Salah back. Um, I mean, if we've got a look at this week's fixtures, the first person that jumped to me was Richarlison. Because yeah. Arsenal are garbage, and Arteta is probably not going to be in charge just yet. And let's be honest, I mean, Klopp, Guardiola, and Simeone couldn't fix that defence, never mind Arteta. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe maybe do Richarlison, uh, more to Richarlison for, for, the, for just this week. And then I can probably, I'm not sure how price compare, but maybe I could... 
either Keith Richarlison and get rid of Martial or something like that. Whichever way that works. Mark Roberts is currently ripping his headphones out Ah, of his speak. He 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 knows what I am. (laughs) I just for what it's worth, I've got a couple of options defence wise if you want me to throw them at you. Oh go on then. Uh, again, Mark, keep just just mute us for the next five seconds. Uh, five point three million a Man United defender in Wambasaka, Maguire, or Lindelof. Next three fixtures: Watford away, Newcastle home, Burnley away. Caveat that it's Man United, but they should be three relatively comfortable fixtures as most teams would go by. In I think as Man United's average goes, they sort of have three decent games and they have a car crash of a game so maybe those three are possibly okay for them um, do you know there's not and, one Man United defender on the front page of defenders yep because they're all <laughs> shit but I'm I'm just looking for yeah, no, a couple of differentials here um, one other one that might have been overlooked Ender Stevens from Sheffield mm. United Yeah, uh, 5.1 million 69 points so far this season uh, Brighton away, Watford at home, but then they do play Man City away towards the end of the month. So if you're looking for just a quick fix for a couple of weeks, there's that one. And then the other one would be um, £5 million James Tompkins from mm. Crystal Palace. Newcastle away, West Ham at home, Southampton away. Um, Palace do better away from home, as we all know. Um, he has played the last few weeks, obviously given there's a bit of a defensive shithole at the back of Palace but in the last uh, three fi- four fixtures they've kept three clean sheets they were away at Burnley and Watford where they kept clean sheets they kept one at home to Bournemouth and they were a sloppy one against uh, Brighton midweek but across those uh, four weeks he's picked up 24 points so you know if you're looking for someone who might just get you a few points because there's a bit of an injury crisis at Southampton at Palace that could be worth uh, keeping an eye on. Although Sacco is back, I think, on Boxing Day after those three match bans. So whether that will affect things, but then um, we'll have to just see about that. But they were just a couple of players yeah. who just stood out to me as if you wanted to get someone for maybe Trent or Robbo just for a couple of weeks, just to to see you through um, guaranteed starters. Then there's a few players there. No, I think I think the uh, Tompkins shout's probably the best one there because they, I mean, they have the track record as you mentioned and, and the fixtures coming up, and um, he seems to be the one consistent. I think the ideal partnership for them, I, I, I don't know how it would fit in with Gary Cahill, but it seemingly was Tompkins and Sacco. I think that was the partnership when Sacco came back and got that uh, for me harsh red card, but anyway, doesn't matter. Really uh, <laughs> 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 put the lad's knee into Roy Hodgson's dinner, please. Blow. Yeah, people did it the day after and didn't get a booking for it. Um, yeah. Although, although, can I just ask, did anyone see the incidents in Germany with the goalkeeper this oh. weekend? <laughs> oh, that, that <laughs> bloke. That was an angry I mean, man. If that fella has not got any lungs left, I would not be surprised the way he smashed into him. Yes, he, I imagine he's still hurting now. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, did, yeah. it made me chuckle in an evil way because mm. it was... It was one of those challenges, but you just thought, Jesus, like, 
if you were that forward and you seen him hit on towards your six foot three goalkeeper with his knee in the air, <laughs> you've got no chance. Uh, uh, why is uh, he getting it, bigger? <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone's not seen it and listens to the pod, just go on Twitter and find it and just Schalke, wince and chuckle. Schalke goalkeeper. Uh, yeah. Dear. But yeah, I mean, if we go if we go back to Salah, I mean, let, let's try and find some options for the listeners um, other than Richarlison, who's obviously going to get zero now that I've championed him. Um, is there any is there anyone for a, even just for a week that you'd look at? I mean, we we mentioned the fixtures not being good. I mean, we've mentioned the teams that have good fixtures. Aston Villa, Grealish is literally the only one you'd touch, and even then, I'd be a very long <laughs> be a long pull. I'd touch him with the uh, Bournemouth have Burnley Burnley at home, which I mean, Bournemouth are crap going forward now, and don't even have Callum Wilson. Um, United away at Watford, Martial and Rashford. I have Martial, he's done bugger all, and you've said you have Rashford, and he's done bugger all since you've got him in. I mean, if you're still, if you're, if you're going to cash in on Salah, you've got 12.2. So the obvious one to go is just to keep your high value is go to Sterling. Mm. At home to Leicester, big game. Chances are he, he, he probably will show up, uh, let's be honest. Um, and then Wolves away in Sheffield United at home. So even if you want to keep him for a couple of weeks, um, if you're a bit unsure on whether we'll go to Leicester and actually fire a few goals and or not, that's up to you. But that's the obvious uh, switch that you could make at Beast of Sterling. Um, going down through the through the price range, um, Wolves Saha, he's a gamble, but mm. he, he's the only one who's going to get you any sort of Return for um, Crystal Palace, and then you sort of just—I think you sort of just stabbing in the dark and hoping for the best. Um, Villa, I've got the best fixtures on paper, but then you sort of—you've only really got mm. Grealish who gets anything for them. Um, Man United, as we've touched on, I've got a few nice fixtures, but it's Man United, so we don't know what's going to come out of there. Uh, performances, um, and then I'm even just scrolling down into the to the cheaper realms of a fantasy league, and there's there's not a lot that you'd say you could stick your hat on for maybe two fixtures. Um, you could gamble and maybe go cheap, and hopefully Norwich with Cantwell might get you some points. Wolves at home this weekend, and then Villa away, obviously. At home, not just slightly stronger than what they are away from home, um, and they do need some points. So they've maybe started to turn the corner a little bit with obviously getting a, a few results in the last few weeks. And Pukki seems to have found his scoring boots again. So maybe you could look towards Cantwell if you're looking at a, a cheap player that he can bring in at 4.7 million. Even if he sits on your bench, he's not really a lose situation. So uh, that's probably the only one I can sort of highlight as someone who people may not have, but might be worth just getting in for a couple of weeks just to fill some space on your bench. Yeah, it's a strange one with Norwich. They have seemingly got better. I think they've had some defenders come back fit, so they actually have a base to build from now, uh, which is always helpful. But no, I think Norwich maybe come on, come back under reconsideration soon. Um although although Pookie's broke his toe, so I'm not sure if he'll actually be able to play. But he did he finished that game where he broke his toe. But um oh. 
Have they got another striker, or did, does that not exist for Norwich? Um, I imagine if he had one foot, he'd probably still play. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think the other one, the only other damage, wasn't it? He yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. But anyway, we'll move on from Liverpool and well, <laughs> actually, and West Ham players. Nobody has a West Ham player um, apart from Simon with the goalkeeper, just because he's cheap and plays. Um, Manchester City. Simon, um, fantasy yes. Premier League gods normally. <laughs> Does the result against Arsenal do anything? I mean, we, I think most people will have them anyway. But the result against Arsenal, probably the most expected result in world football because it's Arsenal. But they've had such a weird season, like. Dropping points all over the shop. De Bruyne was out of form for a while and then comes back with a monster game. Um, Sterling's not been his, been his best and seemingly missing people like Sane and all that jazz. David Silva's pretty much aging rapidly before our eyes. They're bringing like Phil Foden and stuff like that. But they just don't seem like the same team. Like I know they're still scoring a lot of goals, but they just don't seem the same as they were for the last two seasons. I mean, there was people questioning whether to get rid of like De Bruyne and still. I mean, does does the Arsenal game completely change stuff for you? Because I, I know you mentioned about them using two defensive midfielders against Arsenal. Is that is it something you'd like um, you'd like to see them stick with? Well, if they did, I definitely think that De Bruyne will be a fantasy um, must kind of own. I mean, he was that's kind of what it was like for the first few fixtures when they were playing those two. They kind of had the more two box to box, I suppose, defenders, um, midfielders kind of behind him and he was a little bit more out on the right as well. He seemed to drift and he was kind of in and around that edge of the box area that he seems to be most effective. But in recent weeks, he felt like he was being asked to kind of play a little bit more what we kind of saw last year when he was fit, where he was almost that box to box role, that kind of deep lying play maker where he was almost just he didn't quite you know he was kind of making really nice long balls and then but he but in terms of fpl returns he was always the assist of the the assist of the sister kind of uh, a player so now yeah I, I still think he's the best player to own from them and um, just he's just the type of person who can score in any match even if he isn't in form and and he's not, I mean, he's relatively not that expensive if you compare him to, you know, Sterling and Aguero. He's still like over a million less. Um, and he seems to be as much as as much as much anyone could be nailed on with Pep. I mean, I don't think he's, I think he's maybe missed one match or maybe even two, which is not bad for a Pep team. Um, Sterling seems to be just depending on where he plays as well I feel for most of this year he's been playing like really out wide and he just he's he's not maybe I haven't watched enough matches or haven't looked at the stats right but it feels like from what I've seen he's not moving in in the box as much as he was before he seems to be kind of hugging the width a lot more than last year. And I don't know if that's because they're missing a couple of wider players as well and he's trying to fill that role or they don't have a proper right back at the moment. They've just got 
injuries and different people coming in and out of the team and and Walker's not you know a very attacking defender so they they seem to just be playing in a different way or something than last year and they have been affected by key injuries but I mean they have the best squad in the world so I don't think they should be so bad if they're missing like three or four people but they are missing probably the most important person from each area of the pitch um, so I don't know it's it's been quite a strange one for them um, Aguero I think is training again so whether that will change things a little bit I don't think Jesus is really offers as much as Aguero and he doesn't seem mm-hmm. to work as well in that front three I mean I think with Aguero I, th- I think we see a little bit more from Sterling as well and but yeah, it's. I'm not really sure what's what is happening with them. They seem to just be very on and off. Like they'll have one week where they win eight nil, and then they'll get beaten by someone really bad and just play awful. Yeah, strange one. It's re- it's really strange because they've not they've not got the easiest fixture. I mean, we mentioned we didn't really mention Man City when we were talking about fixtures. I mean, Jay, they've got. <sighs> I was going to say title decider there, I'm not. Um, second place decider for the mean, in the meantime, um, against Leicester or, or, uh, this weekend. Wolves away, who they've struggled with for a while and obviously already been beaten by this season. Um, Sheffield United, the, the surprise of the season so far. They've got three pretty difficult fixtures there. I mean, is there a, is there a, a debate to be had about maybe limiting your Man City factors. I mean, I'd agree with Cy there that saying De Bruyne's a must-own, but would you be only having like two maximum of Man City players at the in? I think so, yeah. Um, I've got De Bruyne, that's it. Um, I think we all know and have learned to stay away from City's defenders and backline because they're just not reliable in terms of fitness and points and clean sheets, really. Um, obviously, the they got one against Arsenal but if you don't go and get something out of Arsenal then there's something wrong with you because they're awful at the moment um, they're averaging dropping points in every three games I think it is or 3.2 games it works out I think something like that um, so you'd imagine across these three fixtures that they've got coming up that they're going to drop points somewhere would not be a surprise if it was this weekend, given obviously the form that Leicester are in. But it's at the Etihad, so I kind of sway towards a, a Man City win. Um, but as you say, uh, the fixtures coming up uh, at Wolves, and then is it at home to Sheffield United? And then at home to yeah, Everton on New Year's Day. So, I mean, that that's a three-point banker if ever there was one. Ancelotti or no Ancelotti, Everton just roll over for Man City every time especially at the Etihad. Um, you could maybe look at Wolves um, on the 27th as, as a tough fixture. I think they've struggled a few times that they've been there and they're not the only ones to struggle. We've sort of made hard weather of it. Um, um, there's just like, a little bit of spice and with it being a night fixture as well. I think th- those sorts of atmospheres are what bother. They bother Pep more than they bother the team. We all know the power of when even when they've come to Anfield a few weeks ago when it was half four on the Sunday, the lights were on, it was going dark. And when the atmosphere gets a bit frantic, 
the manager then starts to lose his cool and that sort of then reflects onto the field. He makes stupid decisions and I think they all sort of unravel when they get flustered and out of the comfort zone. So I would say that that would be the one that they, they could sort of slip up in. But in terms of FPL, if you've not got the Bruyne who's got 116 points, then you're probably not doing overly grace because I think he's the, the one man to have amongst anybody in the whole game. Um, he's second top point scorer behind Vardy but I think again everyone's got Vardy uh, but even Sterling as Simon said he, he's not he doesn't seem to be the player he was at the start of the season and that could be a number of factors but I think the main one that he touched on is Aguero if Aguero moves a lot better than what Jesus does he saw Jesus pins himself between the lines of the width of the penalty box and just plays that area where Aguero will sort of drift a lot more than he pulls defenders with obviously his his, his ability. Defenders naturally go with him and maybe double team him. And that's where the holes are created for Sterling. So I think if you if you haven't got Sterling but you're thinking about him maybe waiting till Aguero's back, which I would say would be just after Christmas. I think he's back in training this week. Um, I can't see him being rushed for the Leicester game unless Pep fancies breaking him properly. Um, and then maybe look at bringing Sterling back in towards the new year when they play Everton again because, as I say, they'll, they'll roll over and probably not f them with the Ancelotti or not Ancelotti. Yeah, I'd agree I'd agree with that. De Bruyne must do and then the rest. Judge for yourself and probably wait for the fixture turn there because I do think... That's at least two difficult fixtures, and Sheffield United. I've always thought maybe Man City would be the team that's probably their kryptonite, just the way they play, but God knows with Man City this season. Um, the next thing I had my agenda was, can I stop being a dickhead and benching Lundstrom? Well, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, well, Jay, you, you mentioned it. I mean, Everton under Dunk uh, and Ancelotti. Moyes Keane... Situation aside, which is, which was <laughs> bloody amazing. Um, what what what's the what's the new? Let's go for our let's go for our ever update that we seem to do every every bloody show. Um, what what what's the what's the feeling in the F fan base that you that you live round? Well, they're gonna they're gonna win the Champions League. They're gonna they're gonna mm. do it all. They're, they have to got get the, in the Champions League first. Yeah, but this is the fellow who's bringing the medals like, as I keep reminding me he'll be the only medals of any sort you'll see around Goodison Park in the next few years um, so take a good look at his Champions League medals because you ain't going to get any there for any chance but as, as the feeling is around the city that I think if you said to any Everton fan two or three weeks ago how'd you fancy Ancelotti they would probably would have went <laughs> yeah but even now that some of the ones I speak to are We'll believe it when he's signed and he's sat there in front of the table with his Everton shirt on and signing with whoever, Machidi or Ken Lacey, whoever wants to slap the big contract in front of him. Um, but a lot of them, a, a lot of the optimistic ones are sort of like, oh, that Everton are back, we've got a big manager, that's it now, we'll we'll turn it round, we'll get some players in and we'll be fine, we'll be flying, we'll be in Europe next season and stuff like that. Like, well, the realists <laughs> go. The realists would them go. Um, 
he's probably maybe not the right fella at the right time, but he was available and Mercedes known to want big names. I mean, you've all probably heard the the crazy rumours of like when they've sacked managers going, we want Simeone. Let's be mm. honest, you've got more chance of getting Giovanni Simeone out of Italy than you'd have getting Diego from play it from managing at a Flesco. And that's pretty slow but, itself. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna cost you a handsome fee. Um but I said it's few that I spoke to I said would would you have not took Ferguson until the end of the season because he's he's got the passion, he's got the the Everton mentality of like we'll we'll we we're Everton and we don't care and we'll we'll just fight and we'll we'll win our battles and that'll be enough for us and I think if they'd have kept Ferguson, he probably would have had the big Sam effect where he, he would have saved them and maybe got them up to 10th or 12th and consolidated this season. And then in the summer, go and get a glamorous name manager and try and attract a few players and kick on from there, which for me and a few that I've spoke to would have probably been the best route because Ancelotti's not got form for mm. rescuing teams. And even his past 10 years CV, since he's left AC Milan in 2009, he's not been at the club for more than two years. And they're slapping a four and a half year contract in front of him. I imagine he's getting a handsome wage I think in I that read, contract. I think I read third highest in the world or something like that. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, they're probably throwing a contract at only maybe Pep and Zidane, I would guess. So the other two. Managers maybe above. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I forgot about those lot. Um, but. Which speaks a lot. That's a lot. Considering, yeah, I imagine like it's Rafa, a, Rafa a, and Cannavaro on a lot. <laughs> it's a huge gamble. I, I just the name doesn't buy a success. Like he's never proved this before. It like if he gets Everton into the top eight this season, fair play. He's 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 in with a shout of manager of the half season or whatever. But he's just not got form for it and. He's not stuck around anywhere for more than two years, and I, I just don't know. I think I just think it's a. I think personally, it's a huge gamble. Um, mm. But the Everton fans have lived in our shadow for many a year, and I think now they see that they've got they've got a manager who can compete with Klopp, whether that be the fact that Napoli always seems to do well against us, or whether it was just Ancelotti had Klopp's number. But you don't play us every week and you've not beat us for 20 odd years. So, yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Um, it's it's an interesting experiment. And going to FPL terms, as you say, Richarlison has sort of started to, to strike lately. Um, but there's not a lot within that Everton team who you'd have. Maybe if he can get in there and use his Italian nose and tighten them up at the back here. Yeah. You could argue maybe looking at the likes of Dinier again, or mm. if you if you want to gamble and maybe throw in another defender. But there's not a lot of quality in that team. You wouldn't you wouldn't pick a midfielder across their midfield line to go in your FBL team because there's just not enough in terms of quality there. Um, Calvin interesting for five point seven. Yeah, but I. I just personally I just don't like him as a player, so I'd never no, pick him. No, um, so that's me with Pickford. <laughs> uh Moise Keane, if he's even there, he might just mm. decide 
that's... he wants he wants out that club because mm. that was that was embarrassing for a kid like to be brought on and yeah. dragged off, whether it was fitness or whether it was any other reason. Just leave him for five five yeah. minutes. He, he wasn't going to cost you the game. And well, you've, the, the you've potentially destroyed him. They covered it on, Mon- uh, on Monday Night Football. He did more sprints than anyone like in that in that time he was on. It was uh, it was yeah, something. The, and you've you've dug up the ghost of Umar in the ass just to come on mm. for four minutes. Um, I think if anything, it was more it was more Ferguson's ego than, yeah, than anything yeah, else. Yeah. Of like, I I'll prove that I can pull players off and I've got the power. And if you're not crashing into centre halves every two minutes like I was in my day then you're not for me um, and I think Nias is that mm. stupid that he just runs into people anyway um, I think King's the most interesting one with Ancelotti coming in obviously the natural Italian connection there that might just be a lazy, a lazy thing there but it'd be interesting what happens to him he, yeah. he, if he's still there at the end of January then he might be one to look at because mm-hmm. Ancelotti, if anyone, they'll be the one to get it out of him. Natural tongue and yeah. stuff like that. Um, You'd imagine, because he did, he did, he does. Well, I don't know what it was like at Napoli, but you obviously go back to the Milan time, and he did play two up front, and he'd maybe think Richarlison and one of Torsen, not Torsen. Why did I say Torsen? <laughs> Keane and Calvert Lewin. Um, Either side. Yeah, so it's he played three at Napoli, though, didn't he? He sort of I went with. I think you had to at Napoli. Yeah, it was Mertens, Insigne, uh, and Miller usually started yeah. through the middle. So he he does maybe have form for a big guy and a couple of pacey lads out wide. And then if it went Miller, it was usually uh, Callion or Herving Lozano, wasn't it? Who sort of just filled mm-hmm. in. Um, it, it, it's interesting, but for me, no, he's not the right man. For Evertonians, yeah, they're all happy. They've got a big name come back to me at the end of the season and we'll assess where he is and if he's got them up to the top half of the table and got them playing well you can only pat the man on the back but I just don't see it No, I'd, I'd agree with that I'd agree with that it might, it might be fancy but I don't think it's the right person at the right time especially um, Simon, feel free to bring anything you want to add on Ancelotti but Arteta looks like he's going to Arsenal as well Probably more difficult to discuss, seeing as we've never seen a manager other than putting the cones out for Pep. Um, is, is this the sort of thing Arsenal need? Maybe fresh ideas, young next generation of coach. But ultimately, as I mentioned earlier, I don't think anyone could fix the defence at least. But is it? Do you think this is promising for Arsenal? Um, it's hard to say, as I said, because we don't know anything about him as a manager. Um, obviously, you know, he's a great footballer and he's young he's probably he might bring some new kind of ambitious ideas maybe he can kind of he kind of has you know Arsenal is his past and things so he might kind of that type of way um he knows the team he knows the 10 the, the club and that kind of he might be able to rally up something but it's it's very hard to tell I mean it would be kind of like if it would be something like if you know um, an ex-player came to us. It's it's just hard. It's really hard to say um, what he's going to be like. But I think Arsenal just have a, as you kind of mentioned, they have a huge issue at the back. And I don't think, I mean, 
without setting too harsh, I mean, even if you brought in the best defensive manager in the world, they're not going to be able to do too much of that. And a person like him, who's quite new and young and ambitious, I have a feeling he might just try and outscore the teams. I think that's their best bet to try and finish in the top six this year. I don't think they're going to get into the top four. It might be better for them to do a do what we did in thirteen fourteen mm. and finish outside and then have a free run at it, really. It could be actually, yeah, being I don't think the Thursday nights are great. I mean I suppose they could in theory they could win the Europa League. I mean, I guess they have a pretty good shade at that. Um so that's a possibility. But yeah, I I think for them in terms of FPL anyway, I think it's definitely just a wait and see. I haven't really had m- that many players from Arsenal. I think I had up Bamiyang for a week or two, possibly, yeah. but I don't remember. But I mean, I think it's kind of a wait and see with them. Uh, they just seem like they're they're just in really bad form. The whole mm-hmm. club feels like after Wenger left, it kind of like felt like they were like, yeah, cool. And now they're back to exactly where they were when, he, when it was his last season. You know, like it feels like it was a very fast, t- high to low feeling that they want a new person in again so I just wonder if they'll actually how much time they'll allow Arteta to have um, like if things don't go well now will they just how fast will it be before the fans to, to, to just to turn their back on him because it feels like they're quite they just kind of expect a lot and I think you might be right in that they probably just need to take a year out and just rebuild and don't worry about getting in into Europe and just try and build up a better squad and buy a couple of defenders and a better goalkeeper. Um, and midfield and attack. Maybe a couple of <laughs> <laughs> Well, Aubameyang is an amazing player. But what, he's 30, 31? Yeah, and I think he's only got a, a year left on no, his contract. After this and, he, and especially, yeah, and he does rely heavily on his pace. So, I mean... And he gets to 32, 33, that's probably, mm. I don't know what kind of, I mean, he, he can still score well, but I don't think, I don't think England would be the spot for him to play. I mean, you can kind of see him make a move maybe next year. So that's, he's definitely their best player. The person who wins the matches. And so it's going to be, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a big job. I mean, it's a huge Mm. isn't it I mean I think even like Lacazette only has 18 months left as well which is a worry as well but yeah anyway that's uh, that's for future pods (laughs) yeah so yeah I think FPL wise Arsenal just because we don't know much about I think it's a wait and see maybe if you have a Bamiyang he's probably worth kind of holding on to Um, we've seen the likes of Martinelli play a little bit whether that will whether he'll benefit more or less from a new young manager, you have to wait and see. But he could be a very good option if he keeps on getting a little bit of t- time. I mean, he's actually, I've actually been quite, I've been very impressed with him. I think he's, mm, same. yeah, so he could be one to maybe throw a cheeky point on if it looks like he's getting picked a little bit. And in terms of Everton, FPL wise, I think. You guys are probably right. I think Rich. I think Richardson is, but definitely one now. And um, I mean, 
I kind of agree with with you both that a name isn't going to nest like isn't going to really isn't the answer all the time and we've never seen Ancelotti at a team that doesn't have you know an absolutely amazing squad really so it's going to be interesting what he can do with Everton I think actually Keane could be one for a few months time I mean he's got the potential anyway and maybe Ancelotti will will convince him to stay um, and he might be his kind of he might actually play him, give him some actual time on the pitch so we yeah, can see what he that, do. Which that tends to help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, we're coming up to an hour now. Uh, we'll finish on transfers and captains and all that jazz. Um, I've done my transfers, so live transfer with Guy. I've, I've done the Richarlison one week, well, one week taking Salah out. I'm not sure who I'll bring him back in for just about yet, uh, just at the moment. But uh, I brought Richarlison in because, as you mentioned, Arsenal, their best centre-backs, Callum Chambers, um, which is not alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll bring, I brought Richarlison because Arsenal are awful. Um, Christ, I'm half tempted to captain him. Mark, I'm so sorry. Um so yeah, uh, Simon, you said you might burn yours. Um, yeah, at your team. I mean, there's not anything glaring there. I mean, <laughs> the uh, like the two options I was thinking of was Pope to to um, Guaida, a crystal. Mm, but a I mean, show. Pope is only five points off the minutes, and. I'd be spending about 0.5 to upgrade him, but so it's possible. And I think Burnley have horrendous fixtures anyway. So and Palace have pretty nice fixtures. So that's a possibility. Or Madison, Madison mm. to Richarlison or Grealish. Yeah, Mad- Madison looks like the one because we've got the Man City, then us. Um... Yeah, they haven't got great fixtures. He's been doing quite well, but he's not. He's the type of person he'll score quite well over the mm. long term. I mean, he picks up like five points, eight points. He might score every yeah. once in a while. Kinda. You could get rid of him for two games and then just bring him back yeah. in because they, they, have, they have the two hardest fixtures and then, what is it, five decent fixtures. So Yeah, so we might be both going in on Richarlison. Maybe I should go for Greenish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if we both bring Richarlison and Jay's not, not touching him with a bad <laughs> ball. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that's, it's. I think Richardson or Grealish. I. I just don't know if I trust. I don't know who. <laughs> it's like that's such a horrible choice, isn't it? There's not really. I mean, mm. I think. I think Richardson has more potential to score bigger, and probably also more odds that he'll that he'll blank back to back. Whereas Grealish might pick up one assist. And a goal, possibly, you know, I mean, he might pick up like five points and eight points or five points, three points. I think he's less likely to blank just because yeah. he's more involved in everything that Aston Villa do. Richardson's definitely a purple patch player, isn't he? Like, yeah, he, so he, he was shit all season and all of a sudden, not must on, but he's in everyone's thoughts. So that's why it yeah. maybe would be the way to go because he 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 appears to be. I mean, let's have a look. I mean, I guess, see, he got eight, six, six, and then he got one, 
last week. So I don't know. Is that his patch done? <laughs> three good games of the season. It's a gamble. I'm willing to say. Oh dear. I, to be fair, I think I think both. both yeah. Manager bounce. I mean, that does add a little bit. I mean, is Ancelotti in now for Arsenal? No, I think Dunk's doing. Yeah. Dunk's definitely doing League Cup tonight, and I imagine he's going to do Arsenal because uh, I don't even think he's. I don't think they've signed the contract yet, so okay. I imagine so, Dunk's in yeah. for this one at least. Mm. I'll think about that one. I think I'll yeah. make call on Friday probably. Yeah, I feel yeah. about it. Well, watch Richarlison get injured tonight, which would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jay, anything you're you're thinking of doing, or any problems in your team? I've done it. Oh, uh, I've made a live transfer. Oh dear. Uh, I've listened to nobody's advice, and I've gone for an Aston Villa defender. I've took Tamori out because obviously he's injured, and we think he might not play again for a while. Um, and I've gone for Matt Target from Aston Villa. Uh, brave. Maybe a bit stupid. Uh, mm. But he's played 90 minutes last three games, so I think he is sort due, of... Due arrest. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't play last night, so I'd imagine he's probably back in for the weekend. Um, but just looking at the fixtures, both at home to Southampton and Norwich, both must win. Um, and even then, they go to Watford and go to Burnley. Can't see them getting much out of Burnley, to be quite honest. But um, I'm just going for a player who probably will play this weekend, given the fact, obviously, we're missing Liverpool and West Ham players. And that means mm-hmm. I can put Soyon Chu on my bench, which might prove to kick me in the backside if Leicester managed to do something. But I'm doing the same. That ain't staying nil nil at the Etihad. There's no way Rodgers will be able to go there and sit conservatively against uh, Man City. So I just fear there'll be there'll be goals in that game. So you're sort of just getting two points at the best. Also, see on you. Um, here's where he does now go and score the winner and make it two one or something. But hundred uh, percent. Yeah, that that's me one transfer for the week. I, as you sort of alluded to, Madison is probably worth the chop and Pulisic who's been dire for weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um he's he's just picking up twos and threes um away at Spurs this weekend. I might even take a minus four and chop Pulisic as well by the weekend. Um because he's just he's just not doing it. Um and then maybe look at even getting a mid level midfielder and maybe then upgrading me forward line because I've got Moussa in there and he's sort of streaky at very best. Um, mm, just get a Dama try or get it done. You say this guy and... Get it uh, done. I've not got him. I've not got him. I want him, but I, I don't want him on both fan tracks and this. I'll break the pool, lad. Who have they got this weekend? I, I don't care. <laughs> it's a Dama try. <laughs> Ooh, Wolves, Wolves are at home. That's at, at Norwich. Norwich. That's got a Dharma eighteen points all over it. Oh, oh yes, my god, he's, he's tempted. But he's not. <laughs> uh, hey, he got a double uh, against Man City. He plays them afterwards, doesn't he? At Wolves as well. Exactly. Mm. Maybe it might be a sneaky <laughs> Saturday morning transfer when I'm half asleep. 
But yeah, I, I do. I do need to. I need, need to reshuffle my team and maybe find a couple of differentials. Um, but yeah, for now, we'll stick with targets. So my strong back line this weekend consists of <laughs> uh, Sheffield United goalie and defender slash midfielder. A Crystal Palace defender and an Aston Villa defender. So beautiful. If I get if I get a clean sheet out of any of them, I've won. To be fair, mine mine's Burnley goalie, Newcastle defender, Tottenham defender, and and Lundstrom. <laughs> so yeah, mine's not much better. Um, I think you should get double points if your defense keeps a clean sheet this week because it's absolutely piss poor to pay for. Yeah, it is. I mean, even the mid the midfield and attack's not much bloody better. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a strange week, and no, but well, the best fixture would have been Liverpool against West Ham. Uh, but uh, we'll move on to captains' picks, which will be interested, and maybe what uh, decides this week, and see who looks out where. Um, oh God, I don't know who I'm going to go with. It's on Ali at the minute because Chelsea can't defend, but. It might go on Jimenez at Norwich, as he say. I might just put it on Vardy and see what magic happens. I might even put it on Richarlison and count on David Luiz playing. Oh, God. God knows. God bloody knows. Um, Jay, what, any, anyone jumping out at you? At the moment, it sits on De Bruyne after this form last week. But I think I might go Rashford away at Watford. Um, mm, that's a good shot. Watford done all right last week against us. I know we haven't touched on the game, but... Yeah. Um, they did do all right, but they sort of couldn't have got much worse. And I think at home, the the pressure to maybe push up the field a little more, um, and the pace of Rashford just is frightening, really. So, I think I might just go Rashford. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I might just do Richarlison. Just call it the Fuck Mark podcast. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, Sai, you pick him. Yeah, yeah Sai, you have to pick uh, it. United or Everton. Just captain the whole the whole Everton team. Uh, I'm going to go for De Bruyne, home to Leicester. You have to ruin it. Yeah, I have to make a sensible pick. God, <laughs> uh, I it's, it's against... <laughs> no, I think... it's called fantasy I've for a reason. Come on, uh, it's where Everton are meant to do well. It's fantasy land. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be some sort of a week. But anyway, um, weird week. I I was actually there's a very small. Pardon me, that wants to captain Lundstrom. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, it's one of those weeks where you could throw it on it on pretty much anyone, I think, and um, you're probably going to end up getting four points from yep. everyone. Yeah. There'll be that one person in your team who gets like 25 points, and the rest will have two. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a strange week. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll be back because it's Christmas in a week. Um, and then there's a game every five seconds, so. Not sure when the next fantasy pod will be. Might be in the new year. If not, Merry Christmas. Um, and I'll probably speak to you again on other pods, and I'll be wishing you Merry Christmas again. But thank you, everyone who's listened. Um, goodbye. <laughs>
Social Podcast Network.